We couldn't make it two weeks, Dan. <laughs> we tried. We really tried. <laughs> this Brooklyn Nets thing is getting a l going a little too far now. It really is. It really is. Uh, uh, yeah. But guess yeah. what? It's Dan and Dee Dee. It's the brunch breakdown. What's up? Uh, let's get things started. Um, graduation season, Dan. Yeah. Is happening right now. People graduating. Um, what would you have said to your either 18-year-old or 21-year-old self when you were graduating from high school or college that you wish you would have told yourself? You wish you would have heard. Oh, on that man. Day. Graduation speakers, because here's the thing, graduation speakers, they suck. They tell you nothing. Like, maybe right. one person in the audience gets, really feels the speaker, but everybody else is like, whack. What do you wish that speaker would have told you? Right. Damn, that's a great question. Um, I think graduating high school, going into college, I would have liked to hear, um, you know, like, take your take your time in college to you know, don't go into college day one thinking you have to have a major. Like, figure yourself out. That's what college is for, right? Kind of figuring yourself out. Go out, have a good time, meet new people, be weird. But, like, do that with class, too. Like, go take an astronomy class, but also go take math 201, whatever. And, like, figure, like, yourself, give yourself a little bit of time to figure it out. Because when you're graduating college or high school, you have no idea what you want to do for the rest of your life. So when like you feel like you have to declare a major that's going to like set you up for life at that age is crazy. So I feel like you don't know that until you give yourself a semester at least before you really have a better understanding of maybe what you want to at least study, even if, even if just to do for the rest of your life. So I think graduating high school, I would have, I, I would have preferred to hear that. Yeah. See, I like that. I like that a lot because I wish somebody would have told told me that too. Because I'm one of the like I don't know 0.5 percent of people who were like I know exactly what I want to do and yeah. then got punched in the face after I graduated from college, <laughs> right? So I yeah. wish someone would have told me when I graduated from college that like, listen, I know what you did the past four or five years, and like you think that this is what you're gonna do. Just know that it's gonna be a windy ass road. And you're going to get punched in the face about 10 times. Mm -hmm. And I wish somebody would have just told me that. Because, I mean, when I graduated, I was like, going to be a news reporter. Start at the bottom. Going to get up to the top. Going to do it. And, yeah, I was a news reporter for about six months. And uh, that didn't work out. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I wish somebody would have just told me that. That this was going to be a, a road that wasn't going to maybe go as traditionally as you thought. Yeah, you know? because I think that's also the problem is that most of most professors in at universities and colleges are, you know, baby boomer age. And uh -huh. that's kind of the last generation where the idea of getting into a career and staying there, let alone staying with a company, right? Like that doesn't happen anymore yeah. at all those long-term <laughs> oh getting the gold watch you've been there for 30 no no way not the expectation like get a dose of reality the world has changed you're gonna hop around like a journey like you said a windy windy road ahead <laughs> yeah dude like um like i remember when we were coming back from coachella talking to pete and like there and he didn't change jobs but his company has changed mm -hmm. and i'm like there are so many people who like maybe their job hasn't changed but their company's changed like several times yeah but, like they've stayed in you know what i mean they've stayed within like kind of the same building i guess mm -hmm. but like they're comp but they've been working for like four different companies <laughs> right. in this time so it's like because right. like siobhan like her job didn't change or whatever but like they got bought by fox so it's like she has a whole different, you know, company that she works for and different expectations that she works for, but like say the same. And it's like, will I feel like will anybody work for the same company for 50 years? Like <laughs> no. honestly, no. And it's like maybe blue collar work, you expect that a little bit more and that type of stuff, but I still don't think that's I still don't think it happens. I don't I still don't think it no. happens nearly as often as it used to. That idea is just not the norm anymore. And I don't think 
there were preparing enough individuals because I think too many people get scared right out of college, like not knowing what to do <laughs> enough. Yeah. And then not knowing that that's what's coming ahead is like, wow, am I doing this right or am I doing this wrong? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I guess that's it. It's like, just know um, a job where you work when you first get out of college. Like if you have a job when you're like right out of graduation, which a lot of people do, mm-hmm. just know you're not going to be there that long. And don't really think you're going to be there that long. If you are, great. But you know what? Just understand that like, you're probably not going to be there that long. And if you are, you're probably a teacher and teacher's the one telling us that. Mm. So like, maybe that's where the issue is, is like, <laughs> that's the only, that's the only area where, you know what, actually, yes, it makes sense to stay and do what you do and that's it. But not for the 99% of the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? It's Didi out here in Los Angeles. Chris is in, uh, is, is, is out. I don't know. He's He's got stuff going on and uh, his whole family's we sick. Again, we, we, we got to work don't. on. Ugh. Kyrie. Kyrie, we need you, brother. If you're listening to this, yeah, dude, send the Gates family vitamins or something. Like, family's always got something going on. Uh, Dan is in Pittsburgh, and today on The Brunch Breakdown, we're going to be talking about songs that you listen to when you need to get a good cry. And I can't wait to hear what Dan's got for that. <laughs> We've got a brunch court taste test. We've got a restaurant topic that Chris gave us and we're still using because, you know, he backed out of the brunch breakdown last minute. So we have to keep using it. And um, yeah, it's like, what would, will it take you to not go to a restaurant ever again? So we're going to talk about that. We've got music. We've got beer and more. Dan, let everybody know where they can find the brunch breakdown. I gladly will, my friend. Uh, you can find The Brunch Breakdown quite literally anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Apple, Spotify, Google, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, literally anywhere. Just hit follow, hit subscribe. Let those new episodes come to you each and every Wednesday. Download them, take them, ready for you anywhere, anytime you want to listen. Full video episodes are also available on our YouTube and Facebook page. Uh, those premiere at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Wednesdays as well, and available on demand anytime you want to watch after that. And of course, we're everywhere on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Triller, TikTok. Follow us, people. Follow us. We follow you back. We're at Brunch Breakdown. Very easy to find, at Brunch Breakdown. And last but not least, we give you what we're listening to each and every week. We could turn it into the Sounds of Brunch playlist. We kind of double stuff it. Like, give you last week's songs. This week's songs, we put it to you and give it to you on exclusive playlist on Spotify. It gets updated every Friday. Just simply search Sounds of Brunch. Beautiful. Well, it's time to get random topics off our chest. And since I get to go twice today, uh, <laughs> I'm going to get us started. Please. All right. So I want to get this off my chest. Um, shouts to uh, all the people who are allergy gang gang all year round like your boy. All right. <laughs> shouts to me. Like, all you people out there who are like, oh, allergy season is so tough and constantly all they want to talk about, pollen this, pollen that. Shut up. (laughs) You only have to deal with this one time a year, and I'm sorry that it's so bad this year. But listen, some of us have to deal with this all year long. Some of us got to deal with the stuffy noses, got to deal with the freaking uh, nosebleeds and all this other shit all year long, right? I don't want to hear it from you. Who have to deal with it for a couple months that you're inconvenienced that you're like oh man i gotta go get i gotta go buy claritin no not claritin d not allegra d regular ass allegra and claritin that you can just go grab off the shelf with sour patch kids no nah, <laughs> you ain't got to get the real shit like us you know you are not us stop trying to talk to us whenever we say something about allergies we don't want to hear it from you two month people i'm sorry that the flowers come out and all of a sudden the grass starts growing and you guys are like oh man allergies nah i don't want to hear it from you people shut up you don't have allergies you just get inconvenienced for a couple months out of the year we're allergy gang gang over here <laughs> and shouts to all the people who are allergy all year long and you even know people at the pharmacy they're like oh you're here for the claritin d every 15 days god damn it we're here <laughs> you ain't done that is one of your most passionate off your chest segments that we've had in the history of the show. And I absolutely loved every second of it. I can't imagine what you go through. Cause I've, and I've uh. been there and I've seen it. I literally I, like my only allergy knock on wood, thankfully is to cats. So like <laughs> I wouldn't dare, dare complain about something like that. That's even less than like an allergy season, right? That's like the one t- <laughs> one day of the year that I go over somebody's house that has a cat. Gotta get a little flow I'm ready to go. I'm fine. So 
I feel you. I feel you, brother. I don't. I don't. But I also I understand and I sympathize. I sympathize for you. Yeah. Just sick of hearing it. I'm sick of it. I was like, <laughs> this this allergy season's so bad for people or whatever. Portland's so bad. I'm like, I don't want to hear yeah. it. Don't want to hear it. Talk to me in October. <laughs> Chumps. Amazing. Get it off your chest, Dan. Now I'll get mine up. Oh uh, yeah, I'll, I'm in the middle of the sandwich here. Get this off my chest. Um. So recently, I've been. I guess diagnosed is the word, but it's suffering with chronic insomnia, which is basically I wake up in the middle of the night every night and can't fall back asleep. Now, I know what some of you were saying. Like you had that same problem. That's like normal life or like life with a newborn. Well, guess what? Get get your own podcast and complain about it there. This is my segment. Okay. And this is the brunch breakdown, our podcast. Okay. So it's difficult for me to go from eight hours every night to like four and just act like life is normal. So this has been going on for a couple of months and I, you know, thought it was time. Maybe I'd go check to a doctor, see what they could do to help me out. It's getting a little, again, a little much. Um, mm. So I haven't been the doctor in a couple of years um, and they said, okay, you know, while you're here, let's do a routine physical, maybe some routine blood work just to check on some things. It's been like four years. And I was like, okay, sure. Nothing wrong with that. Four dollars and eighty-seven cent copay. Let's let's go. That's fine. Um, and through that blood test, I was able to learn some very important things that otherwise I would have had no idea about. Right? Because I otherwise I feel fine, and I don't mean like the blood work related things that I learned have nothing to do with the insomnia. Not related to that at all. Right? That's more about like intake, what's in your bloodstream. Um. And so I was able to learn some things and I found it very, a, a very positive experience. Cause like, you know, when else I would have learned about these, like when it affected me, like 20 years, 10 years down the road and you know, I'd have to like take medication, right? Like you're, when you're old and you figure out you've got some shit going on, like we got to get your blood pressure way down or something like that. <laughs> you know, you find out a little bit too late. So instead I was able to learn and like I could make adjustments along the way. So I won't have to do that when I'm older. Right. Cause some of the stuff is even, uh, genetic where it's the, mm. you know, the history, my family history, and there's just nothing I'm doing to cause it. But if I can adjust early, I won't have a, to worry about it. So listen, I know nobody likes going to the doctor, right. Especially when nothing is wrong, but Hey, I'm just here to encourage people. Maybe go get a routine physical, some routine blood work, and learn some things before it's too late. Uh, so that weekly pill box that you're going to be, everybody's going to be carrying around when they're like 60, <laughs> 70, 80 years old, maybe it won't be as full as it would have been if you learned some things early on and adjusted. So just a little advice. Dude, that is good. Uh, because I will tell you, and this is something like we are now in our late thirties, but I wish I would have gone to the doctors a little bit more in my early thirties. And I probably would have avoided having back surgery <laughs> there at <you> go. 36, <laughs> right? Because I was just like, cause apparently as all the doctors were telling me when they finally, when they saw my MRI, when I was at my worst point, they were like, how are you standing? I'm like, <laughs> so apparently I have this high threshold of pain that I didn't know that I had. And they were just like, yep, probably should have, when you first felt something, you probably should have came here when you were 30 and then we could have figured this out and it would have been different. But then it was like, I, I'm trying to figure it out and it was way too late. So like, yeah, that was my wake up call with that kind of stuff. It's like, you know, when you feel something that, you know, everybody doesn't feel, you probably should just go get it checked out. Yeah. Just go ask someone if this is normal, who actually knows shit. And then you'll avoid having to do this in a few years. And yeah, so. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So learn, learn early. Learn as early as you can so you have a longer, healthier life down the road. So I was glad that I learned that I've got this one area of my blood work where it's a little high because of family history. So it's like, okay, I have to, you know, cut down on carbs a little bit. Okay, fine. I'll do it. I love them, but I'll do it. So just a little advice out Smart. there. Helping everybody out. People helping people. I love it. Dude, that's good. That's very good advice, especially for people in their mid to late 30s. It's, yes. Yes. Go. Just go. Just it's, go. Just get it over. Especially with. men, dude. We don't go to yeah. the doctors. 
that's yeah that's especially men we just don't go and so we all true. need to yeah you feel something weird just fucking yeah go. i went in so. and, and she was like oh haven't been here in a while have you i was like no <laughs> it's like literally the first thing she said so i was like yep uh, yeah been a little while but uh are, are we sleeping again are we sleeping now are we uh sleeping we're getting now? better we're getting better. Okay. It's not, you know, I am on uh, some trial medication, not trial medication. I'm trying out some medication. <laughs> okay. He's like, hey, they just finished this batch. Try it out. Um, we're sleeping better. We're not where we okay. used to be. Uh, so we're we're getting there. We're encouraged, though. Sleeping better. All right. Cool. And also, just for anyone listening, and for you, Dan, uh, if you have a newborn, when they wake up in the middle of the night, trust me, you go back to sleep. Sometimes you don't even remember waking up. <laughs> you, just letting you know you go back to sleep i'm sure some people will deal with it like that but no no sure it was no it, it wasn't going back to sleep was my problem it was waking up was my problem <laughs> yeah sure it was, I, was our problem that was I get that yeah i get that yeah all right um so chris is not here today uh and he said to me use <laughs> his chest time to uh talk about how it is handling three kids and because he they're they're going through it right now Sickness and all these things. Um, mm -hmm. Here's the way to deal with having three kids. Um, just be ready for it all, all the time. Just be ready. And here <laughs> is uh, an example of that. There's always at least one of the kids is sick all the time. So like one of them, not all yeah. of them, just one of them is sick all the time because it kind of just like trickles down. So if Sersh is sick, I'm like... Oh, that means somebody was sick at school. Major goes to the same school. That means major is going to be sick next. And then somebody else is then, you know, right after that, mayhem is going to be sick. So um, right now, mayhem is the person who's sick all the time. And I just think you just always just got to be ready for someone to be sick and be mentally prepared for that, because that's just what's going to happen. And always be ready for um something weird to happen at one of your works even though they both work at home so i don't know it's different i know for us we're always prepared for something weird to happen whether like i thought i was going to be on set for four hours i end up being on set for eight hours and i'm in san diego and whatever and siobhan's got to leave work or siobhan's working on some documentary or whatever and then like she thought she was going to be off work early and she ends up being at work all night long so I just think, you know, just be ready for anything because that's really what it is. And that's all I can tell you. Three kids, yeah, it's just unpredictable. And it's just like, you just got to be ready. Stay again, ready so you don't yeah, have to get ready. Yeah, that, there you go. There you go. And, and this is me like saying this clearly not as a parent yet, but it feels like when you're a parent, especially with a newborn, you try to like stick to schedules and regularity and that thing right like with with sleeping with eating and all that but like literally what you have to do is like be prepared for the complete opposite of that like not everything is clearly going to go and stay to those schedules but you have to like adjust to that right rather than trying to stick within the walls because it's never going to happen no, it doesn't happen. You're never going to get the exact right time, the exact thing. And especially as they grow up, like, dude, Sersha is like, I feel like I thought the talking back in certain things like that wouldn't really come until like later. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, she's almost five. And it's like, oh, yeah, like, I guess this is what a five year old is like. All right, great. And so she's like, yeah, I don't want to go to bed. She tells us now whenever it's bedtime, she's like, um, the sun's not down yet. And I'm like, yeah, but daylight savings, like, it's not dark at seven. Right. He's like, so that means we don't go to bed then. So it's always a fight, always a push and pull trying to figure that out. But yeah, man, the main advice, stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Just always know something's going to happen. And I don't know. You just figure it out. Just always be ready. Always be ready. There you go. Thank you. I'm just, this is a, I've, I've got the advanced copy of the playbook and I appreciate both of you for all oh. of this. <laughs> Oh my god, dude! Like, uh, shout, dude, shout to my boy Morgan. Uh, he uh is expecting his first child in September, and I'm like, man, I, like you get all this wealth of advice. Like, I am, I am done, like having children. But you, mm -hmm. like, man, dude, Dan, you're 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 very lucky because you're gonna get Barry. veteran. You're gonna get veteran me. Yeah, like, <laughs> like right. I'm, dude, I'm so cocky and confident as a parent now. Like, I am shit dude like it's like lebron 
you know, just mm-hmm. staring down seven game series, even though he can only play in like four of them. But he's right. He, he, he slow walks his way through some of the games. That's me. I'm like, I'm a veteran. The game is slow, man. It's like right. Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers. Like the game is slow for me. It's not <laughs> it's not moving as fast as it is for rookie quarterbacks. No, no. Right. Like, shit. Oh, yeah. that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Chris is still in his Kenny Pickett phase. Like he's still going like this back there and. He I'm, is. I'm cool in the pocket. He's yeah. I'm cool in the pocket. The offensive line is thin. He's just yeah. Yeah. Trying to work, yeah. you know, reads aren't quick enough. That type of thing. Yeah. Rookie phases. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got a good coach. You know, Katie, call her Tomlin if you want. Good, Kate, right. good coach. But you know, just rookie quarterback, just still back there. Right. You know. <laughs> Amazing. Oh man! Well, let's get it off our chest now. Let's uh, talk about some brewskis here. And um, Dan, since I just talked, you go. Since we'll we'll, we'll shuffle this up. What I'll you go. Got this week? Yeah, I'll I'll go first uh, this week. So I've got a uh, a pr- pretty well known brewery, uh, Oscar Blues. Um, they oh, make yeah. the what the Dales uh, IPA mm. that I think most people know. But this is their uh, Gubna Imperial IPA. <laughs> Gubna, G U B N A, and um, let's see here. I little sip of this earlier. This is widely available most places, but they, uh, I like it a lot. It's a really good IPA. It's a little higher ABV than I was expecting. I'm gonna be honest with you. I wasn't <laughs> quite ready for that. Um, uh, but good. It's it's hoppy but smooth. Um, and it's got that maltiness, and I love me some maltiness. I've said that many many times on Brew Days, Brews Day. Uh, a little bit of sweet. A little bit of maltiness um, that I enjoy uh, very much and don't necessarily often find in an IPA, but the fact that it's Imperial IPA kind of brings it all together. So Oscar Blues, man. Don't forget about him. Gubna. Very good. Gubna. I like that. Um, Oscar Blues has Hazy Blues. I think that's what their Hazy IPA is called. I'm pretty sure it's called Hazy Blues. Mm -hmm. Really good. Yeah. Yeah, really good. Also, Dale's is great. Yeah, also, Dale's is solid. But yeah, Hazy Blues, if you see Hazy Blues somewhere. Because I think I had Hazy Blues in Colorado. I know they're, I think they're based in Colorado. I think think you're right. I think you're right. I I could be wrong about that. But I know I had Hazy Blues in Colorado. And yeah, just Hazy Blues. Really good. There you go. This has North Carolina on the can, but I thought I remember Colorado as well. Yeah, it might be. I'm not sure. I just thought. But again, there's Colorado uh, Rocky Mountains on this can too. So (laughs) it's all right. It's all right. Who knows? Who knows? All right. Well, uh, people say seltzers are dead, but guess what? They're not. Tapa Chico, hard seltzer, margarita, hard seltzer, strawberry hibiscus. Got to tell you guys, this fire, the whole variety pack of Topa Chico or Tapa Chico, however the hell you say it. Uh, Margarita, friggin' seltzers, fire. It's a very, very good one. Dude, super good. Super good. Like, you can taste so much strawberry in here. And one thing I will say, since we've had the uh, the great seltzer reset of 2023. Yeah. Uh, where I feel like we have, there's a lot less. It's a lot easier to see. I feel like they're taking their time with these. It's not a rush to just make random flavors. I feel like people are taking their time. And this feels like they are so um yeah and the pineapple is good they've got the, just the variety pack of margarita seltzers is solid throw it in the cooler for whatever you're doing all summer long this is it Check there it you out. go yeah uh, i feel like we haven't had a whole lot of seltzers on brunch court lately because people aren't just throwing stuff out there no. uh anymore and oversaturating an already oversaturated market so it's like you just stick to the good stuff there that's one of the best ones um, and I'm again not Mr. Seltzer guy, but I know, I know that one, and I know that one very well. So I never right. go wrong. It's I mean we're talking. It's summer's around the corner, man. Summer's around the corner, so yeah. summer beverages are going to be coming up here quickly. I've got a very, very good one to share. Hopefully in the next couple of weeks, that's going to be one of our beverages of the summer. I can guarantee you that. So exciting time on Bruce Day. Very exciting time. It's summer, man. Yeah, summer's love coming. Love it. I'm excited. Let's go. Yeah. All right. Um, this is a random thought just because um it's just me and you. Yeah. Uh, what is your what's your concert schedule looking like this summer, Dan? <laughs> oh my dude. It is stacked. 
because we went through a few months where we didn't have a single show. First time since 2020 that that has happened. And I don't really know why. It just, (laughs) the artists we enjoy weren't coming around. Um, But starting this week is where it turns way the hell up. We have Blink-182 on Wednesday. Let's go. Um, So as people are listening to this, that's probably where I'm headed. Um, So Blink-182, and we've got, We've got a festival, Memorial Day weekend. Uh, we've got four shows in June. Uh, Youngblood's on there. Uh, Paramore's in there. Um, a, cu- a couple others, man. It's a it's a stacked summer concert schedule. I can tell you that right now. Nice, nice, dude. Yeah. Youngblood, great show. Very excited Coachella, about that one. Great show. Great, just really good. So. Yeah, haven't yeah, had a chance. I don't think I've seen that. him live yet, so very excited about that. But yeah, yeah, it, it's going to be a busy summer concert season. I can tell you that right now. Yeah, it's uh, working things around. Scheduling is uh, is is becoming a lot, but we're figuring it. Uh, we're figuring it out. It's like I'm going to see Half Alive on Friday. Oh, nice. Really okay, that's a really that's an interesting about. show. Yeah, you, you're not what you expect. Yeah. When you hear the sound, the visual is not what you expect. It's a good show. That's what I hear. So I'm like yeah. really excited about it. Um, going to see Shania Twain uh, wow. a week after that. There you go. So going to see Shania and like then then it's like a break because we have a we got a bunch of travel plans. We're not really sure stuff's up in the air. But like there's a Fallout Boy show somewhere in there that we that may go to. But then it's like. Taylor at the end of the summer, Beyonce mm-hmm. at the beginning of September, and then it's like Madonna at the end of September. So a lot of a lot, a lot of powerful women on this big names schedule. there. Yeah, dude. yeah. Wow, a lot of yeah, a lot of money, yeah. a lot of money too, Dan. <laughs> right. <laughs> Jesus Christ, a lot of money. Woo. Woo. All right. <laughs> well, uh, let's get into the main menu after that little detour we have. Yeah. Um. Let's get into the restaurant topic that Chris threw out there. What would it take for you not to go to a certain restaurant again? Um, <laughs> you want to explain how this story originated? <laughs> Let me see. We got to find this article where to come on Twitter. He put this on from, right from uh, um, Arby's, I believe it was, which is heartbreaking for me because Arby's. I love Arby's. But yeah, a dead body. <laughs> was found in the freezer inside of an Arby's restaurant in New Iberia, Louisiana. Hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Woo! Dead body found at yeah. Arby's. Um and I'm going to say specifically, you're from Louisiana, this is the this is the Arby's you go to. Are you yeah. when it's all cleared up, couple months? Still going? No, I don't think so. I don't. I think that's on the list. <laughs> new manager, new uh, new franchise. No, no, that I don't care what the story is. Maybe you don't have good security at night, and it wasn't even an employee. I, I don't. I don't care. Because what else do they do if you get into the food? I love Arby's, and I wouldn't want that experience ruined. I would travel much further to go to a different Arby's. I would have to do that. I would have to do that. It's too important to me. It's too important to me. Would you? Oh boy. Um all I can think about, I feel like if it were a different restaurant, I would be okay with it. But just dead body and roast beef <laughs> feel way too close together. And it makes me feel like maybe that's the secret ingredient at Arby's oh. and I can't get that out of my head. I just I can't get that out of my head. Just something about dead bodies and roast beef just feel too yeah. close. Too Arby's close. sauce. What what is that exactly? Yeah. Arby's sauce. <laughs> oh no 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 no! Worcester sauce. What is that? No 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 no! I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> oh, oh my! So that's one on my list <laughs> for sure. Okay. Um, this next one I'm going to give you is an example. It's a true example. And there mm-hmm. is an actual restaurant that I no longer go to because the failed health 
uh, inspection report came out and they were storing food in like, in, in like a mass produced item, mm-hmm. right? That they always have to have like pre-cooked and ready and then they just heat it up or whatever. Storing them in like garbage bags and like garbage, like plastic tins. Like, it doesn't sit well with me. It doesn't sit well with me. Like I'm, it's not the worst thing I've ever heard of, but garbage bags aren't meant to be eaten off of. It's for, it's for refuse. So like, it's probably not the safest surface. And I just don't like the idea that that's what you're doing. That's just, you're up to no good somewhere. That's not the worst thing you do. It's probably something else. So that came out and I no longer go to this restaurant because I heard that they were doing this. Not good. Uh, dude, that's good. Cause that leads me to the next thing I wrote down was okay. any restaurant that looks like a normal restaurant. But when I saw, see their bar rescue episode, I'm not <laughs> going there. Yes. Because honestly, it could be the restaurant that you've gone to a million times. And that's usually how it is. It's local establishment, local pub, like story behind it, all that stuff, place you will go to. But once I saw how bad it actually was, I'm not going back. That's got to be why so many of those bars on Bar Rescue aren't open anymore. Like you can go online and like look at the list of yeah. like how which one's still open, blah, blah, blah. And I feel like most of them are closed. And it's because people see that episode and they're like, yo, man, I was on like I signed a release. So I'm probably going to be like on this episode and you watch it. And you're like, why would I trust you now? <laughs> It's still owned by Danny down the block. Like it's right. still owned by him. You're still you. Like why? Why would I trust it? I no. Uh uh-uh. uh. Any of the restaurants on Bar Rescue, I'm not. I'm not going. I'm not. Dude, I can't do it. I have the same thing. I have if Robert <laughs> Irvine or John Taffer ever showed up. <laughs> I have the same thing on my list because you're right. It shouldn't take one professional to come in and be like. For you to like all of a sudden start cleaning your restaurant, like you just woke up and like you're doing that now, and all of your employees are doing the same. Probably not quite working that way. You fall, you know, old habits die hard. That's why your business was failing. I think yep. you can see it. Yeah, I'm, I am 100% with you that one of those one of those bad boys shows up. I love the show, but I'm never going. I'm never going. Yeah, no, not doing it. No um, for me. Another one for me. Have you ever been to? a restaurant that has like um like a pet like a cat hanging around oh, you ever seen this yeah. thing right yeah yeah you want to know why i don't like that why that means they probably have mice or rats running around and that's why they keep their cat in there cats don't need people around all the time they don't need to be taken out to use the to go to the bathroom why is your cat in a restaurant then because you're worried about mice you're trying to keep the mice away out okay. can't do it won't do it okay that's interesting um because one of the things that i i don't want to say can't stand but kind of get annoyed with when i go to breweries and especially like smaller ones mm-hmm. that are like on the come up a lot of them just have their dog just chilling there and not people who bring their dog it's just the brewery's dog Yep. So the owner of the brewery, their dogs are just there. Yep. Then every once in a while, it just goes underneath the table when it's like supposed to be this really cute thing. And I'm like, <laughs> it's an easy way for me not to show up anymore. Because <laughs> I'm like, I don't, I don't want like your mascot <laughs> around my food. Because that's really what it is. It's like other people's dogs, they keep, they handle their dogs. But if it's the brewery's dog, just it's free. just walking around and it's like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, it's the brewery's dog. And I'm like, Mm, I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. And uh, there is a story about a very high end uh, sushi restaurant that I will not name uh, in Las Vegas and in Los Angeles and in a bunch of big cities that has had a roach infestation in several of their locations. And because it's in several locations, I'm like, what are you doing? And I'm terrified to go there. But also, we'll probably go there <laughs> again. <laughs> I just, wow. yeah. Yeah. 
Ooh. Yeah. But it's yeah. that good that you'd go again. Oh my God. You'd yeah. consider you yeah. you you'd consider those, going back because it's that good. It's like I haven't seen a roach. <laughs> yeah. So it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, Dan, um, I have to ask you this because I just said this that if I don't see a roach, I'm gonna go again. Man, what is there a restaurant that you're like? They haven't. It's so good. It's your favorite. You love this place. One of your favorites. One of your go-tos. You find out they have an infestation of some sort. Are you still going to go there? What would it take for you not to go there? Or is there anything that would it take for you not to go there? Oh, boy. You've <laughs> you've seen on my Instagram lately that I've been going, we've been going to some pretty phenomenal restaurants. Yeah, man. Um, the list of favorites is changing every week. It's like a power <laughs> ranking. It's fantastic. Um, I, ooh. <laughs> it would have to, t- it would take a while, mm-hmm. like probably six months, but I, I would, I think I would have to, <laughs> I think there are some restaurants, yes, that I would consider returning to because of how good it is. If I've, if enough time has gone by, if they passed their most recent health inspection, if everything checks out to me, yeah, there's some restaurants that I don't want to stop going to that I have to, I have to trust it. I have to trust it. But it's a few. It's a small list, <laughs> but- Roaches is a big one, you know, but yeah, yeah. There's a there's there, there's a couple that you just can't eliminate. <laughs> it's and there's also a couple restaurants for me that I'm like. So I loved the Ugly Dogs wings in Pittsburgh. I love the <laughs> Ugly Dogs wings, yeah. and it is a, like a, basically a hole in the wall place. Yes. And I'm like, if I found out that they had some weird stuff going on back there, would it make me stop? Or would I just be like, well, I mean, it's the ugly dog. <laughs> What'd <Right>. you expect? <laughs> I I don't yeah. know. Yeah, it's it, that's a tough one. When it's your favorite, it's really tough. Exactly. Like exactly. any fast food place, I could just not go there anymore. But when it's like yeah. one of my favorites, then I find out they have roaches and rats in the back. Like, like how bad was it? Yeah. I never got like, sick. Exactly. It's like <laughs> Shannon did. I didn't. I... Right. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> oh oh wow. God. What a topic that was. Yes. Uh thank you, Chris, for that one. Thanks, All right. Chris. Yeah. So completely stealing this next topic from GQ, uh, who asked Ray Shremard, what are the songs that you listen to when you need to cry? And I'm like, that's brunch breakdown material right there. And uh, the number one song on my list, for sure, is Let It Burn by Usher. That song brings things out of me from like when a girl dumped me in sixth grade. I don't, that song just brings it out of me. And I'm just like, like if I ever had to do something on camera, where I had to cry. I'm just gonna listen to yeah. "Let It Burn" like ten times before I have to do it, and I'll be good to go. Wow! I'll be like, "Well, you're crying too much." <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, That's a really good one. Uh, the first song that came to mind for me, and I'll be honest with you, I have I don't know if I've ever been in that like state of mind where I needed a good cry and I thought I needed a song. Um, Probably just jinxed myself. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I can't sleep. Uh, it's coming up. Um, but the song uh, Cancer by My Chemical Romance mm. and also covered by 21 Pilots, either version. Oh, and not just the lyrics. Clearly, you can understand what the lyrics are about by the title of the song and not like that's what it necessarily is. But there is just so much raw emotion in that song that you can like, hear and feel. And like that, ooh, that'll, yeah, that'll make the eye ducks start to swell without a doubt. Next on my list, this entire 
new Ed Sheeran album. The whole thing. <laughs> From the first to the last. Oh my God, is it depressing? Oh. Because if you watch the documentary that's on uh, Disney Plus uh, about this, the making of this album and all that, it's called Subtract, it is, it's heart-wrenching. It's just like all this loss that this guy had, almost lost their baby. His wife had cancer while she was pregnant. Bunch of crazy shit happened. And all my, and he just talked about how when his wife said that she had cancer, I think it's cancer. She had wife cancer. He just went downstairs and wrote like seven songs. All those songs are on this Whoa. album. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> this was not a, this, like, no one's listening to this song, listening to this album this summer. Like, it came out at the wrong time. This is a December yeah. album. Uh, dude, uh, listening to that is it's tough to listen to for the first uh, the first go through. Like Ed's great and all, but Jesus, it's a lot going on there. Yeah, like, whew, yeah, it's a lot. Intense, man. The wow, tract, just the whole thing is just like, man, you want to do some crying? <laughs> listen to that. Sheesh. Wow, that's a really that's really interesting. Yeah, that's really interesting. Well, I'm glad I didn't. I only listened to like a pieces of that album i'm glad i'm not what's clear i'm never i don't know if i'll be emotionally ready to like give the whole thing a try dude eyes That's closed is know. the most upbeat song on the album and eyes closed is yeah. very depressing yeah yeah <laughs> like, okay so good to know it's warning anyone um <laughs> putting ed sheeran on their playlist this summer right <laughs> uh the song afterglow by churches not a song that anybody that isn't a fan of churches knows. Um, but it's at, it's the last song on one of their albums and it's just, you know, there's a lot of churches, but it's alternative pop, right? Mm -hmm. It's mostly upbeat, but this song at the end of this album, just like it's really somber and it really just focuses on Lauren maybe Mayberry's voice and the lyrics and it's just like you go in this journey through this album and then you hit that song and then you're just like oh it gives you this like perspective of like the whole thing and it just it is it brings out a, a, an emotion now that one i have i've gone to a couple times where i'm like i gotta shake some of this funk off that all <laughs> it kind of resets things a little bit but um yeah afterglow by churches now, you know they don't perform it live either for that, for that probably that same reason everybody yeah. in the crowd and crying <laughs> <laughs> um this one because it reminds me of kobe bryant dude memories by maroon five ended up being like the oh, kobe geez. bryant song and that one was yeah that's it Anytime that song comes on, because it'll just randomly come on, like, you know, radio during, like, a mix, you're driving or whatever, that shit just comes on, and you're just like, oh, and it's just, oh, and it just reminds me all of 2020. Just all of 2020 is Maroon 5's memories. Yeah. <laughs> and it's oh just, God. oh, every time. It's just, because that just ended up being the song, and it was just like, yep, oh, yep, oh, that's oh, it. Man. I didn't think about that one. Yeah, dude. That's a good one. Done. That's a good one. Um, I'd say like half of Adele's discography could probably fall in this cat in this category. Hundred percent. Right. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. I mean, whoo! You want to feel some feels? Yeah. Turn that girl up. Oh. Turn it. Let her. Let her do her thing. And. Yeah, probably half of all of her songs could really stir up the emotion that you need, right? Oh, yeah. Lyrically, there's so much. You, if you like, and she, if you ever watch a documentary or a concert from Adele, she tells stories of these songs and what she was going through when she was writing them. And like the song is so serious, but she's also, she's just like, she jokes a lot. Mm -hmm. right and so she's telling the story and it's like this depressing thing and she's like laughing about it or joking about it and it's just very odd but you hear it all you hear these backstories behind all these songs and you're like wow that is a lot and that's why you feel what you feel when you when you hear those songs so like yeah like just turn on adele and that'll that'll get it going 
yeah dude even like rolling in the deep is a very depressing song like right 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 she's just yelling it and you're just yelling it you're like scream crying listening to rolling in the deep if you're yeah, in the right exactly mood. yeah yeah well <laughs> what songs <laughs> do you listen to when you need to get a good cry let us know at brunch breakdown dan it's time for brunch court taste test let's go Yes, it is indeed, uh, my friend. We haven't had one of these in a while, Mm-mm. right? And we actually thought Chris might have been bringing a live brunch cork to the table this week, but uh, not only were those not actually photos of that he was sending us, Man. Um, that he didn't actually get the food, but it was, a, it was a major tease from Chris this week. We thought we had live, unseen brunch court taste test on the air. Uh, usually doesn't happen that way. Right, we usually run through court first, and then it makes the appearance, um, like we're about to go through right now. But maybe he'll find them for us. Um, But if you recall, we had brunch court last week, Mm -hmm. and there was an item in particular that we were all in favor of. And I found it, and I haven't tried them yet, and I do have oh snap the lazed baked buffalo chicken sandwich baked lays chips right here. Three grocery stores, DD. Three grocery stores to find these. Okay. Where'd you find them? Giant Eagle Market District. Oh, okay. Had to go. Okay. Had to go. But now, here's what made me nervous. When we were talking about this last week, we showed the picture and it's got the buffalo chicken sandwich on it. Right, mm-hmm. which has it's you know it's chicken fried chicken in uh, buffalo sauce, a slice of cheese, which I don't Weird. know why, and then pickles. And you both, you and Chris both thought that the pickles would be a nice touch to this. And I have never hid from the fact that I absolutely cannot stand pickles, the smell, the sight let alone the taste. Mm-hmm. So I got nervous about picking these up. Uh, but I did a quick scan over the ingredients, and I didn't see dill or anything like that. So I'm hopeful that this is just an image. Okay. And we're really just looking at chicken buffalo sauce. Right. So I was so tempted to eat these earlier, but I wanted to give you that live, authentic experience on the air. Giving it a whiff here. It smells good. Okay. It smells like buffalo sauce. I can give you that. And it's also interesting that these are baked lays. So makes them feel like that. You know, I don't know how much flavor we're going to get out of them, but I'm going to do this live. I'm going to try not to chew on the air, DD, but. Chew. Do it. He's chewing. Oh, okay. Right away. Do you taste the chicken? One bite everybody knows the rules, right? I'm doing what he does. He says one bite, everybody knows the rules. He takes multiple bites. I'm taking multiple <laughs> bites. You do get an immediate kick here. Okay. I'll be honest with you. It tastes like a buffalo chicken sandwich. Ooh. They do. They really do. And it's like the chicken is like subtle. Like subtle enough where like you know it tastes like a sandwich, but it's not like weird dry chicken seasoning. I mean, it's 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 listed here. They've got things like paprika and stuff like that. That's it's kind of gonna give you that um flavor. Onion powder, vinegar, chicken powder. It's on there. So and you can see, like with the baked lay, one of these sides are flavor packed. The other side, not the best lighting in here, but they're a little lighter, but yeah, it is. So there's a little bit of, it's a good Buffalo spice, a nice mild Buffalo spice to this, which is like fascinating to me. Give me another one here. Dude, these are dangerous. I'm going to tell you what right now. All summer, (laughs) all summer. These are, these are really good. These are really good. I'm glad this is like a small bag. This isn't like a major family size bag of chips. They come in a small bag. Dan, but please remember the beginning of the brunch breakdown. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Very smart, my friend. 
Very smart. You're absolutely right. I can't be eating these all summer. I need to be okay. going back to get more blood tests. But it says it right on the bag. Spicy, tangy, crunchy. That is literally, I couldn't oh. put it any better than that. It is spicy. It's tangy. It's crunchy. Absolute thumbs up. Absolute wait. thumbs up here. I you are going to love these. You are absolutely going to love these. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. Wow. Beautiful. Delicious. And yeah, not like so much. Fl- it's That's why they're dangerous. It's just because it's a baked chip. Mm-hmm. It's just the right amount of flavor on each of them. They're not like completely blasted, coated like a Dorito, like Doritos or something like that, right? But that's why you can just keep, I feel like you just keep crushing them because there's a right amount on there. Boy. Thumbs up. Uh, Thumbs up. I might have to go get those like right after we're done here. Yeah. <laughs> I have to go I'm get... excited that I actually got a I had a live taste test of something that didn't taste like shit. So I'm already <laughs> just like I'm just amped by that. You know, we've had some rough experiences. Yes. On that jelly segment. beans and the mm-hmm. like. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's get into what we're listening to this week, Daniel. Um, I will get it started here. Um, the Jonas Brothers put out new album. It's up and down, um, but still, the band that's making good music that has no business making as good of music as they do, they just don't have to. They just don't have to. And I'm just still shocked by the fact that they're just making such good music. Um, a lot of yacht rock, rock, yacht rock vibes on this album. Mm-hmm. Um, Vacation Eyes is everything I'm all about. There's a harmonica that shows up at the end. Of, I'm assuming that's Bonus Jonas playing that. I don't really know. It just comes out of nowhere. <laughs> um, it freaking, dude, the whole album is basically like a love letter to their wives. It sounds like it's just a lot of love music, yeah. a lot of this, whatever. But like Vacation Eyes is, yeah. If I, I I stand by this this note because when I listened to it for about the hundredth time over the past couple of days, I was just like, if you are married and you're and you don't think about your wife that way, you probably should just like end it, <laughs> just end it, you know. So that's just or if you're yeah. about to propose to someone, you listen to that song and you don't think about that, like you might want to just put the ring back. Think about <laughs> think about this differently because vacation eyes is. All of those feels. It's it's a great song. So check it out. Vacation Eyes. That uh, is that concert on your list this summer? Oh, it's on. It's I think it's. I want to say it's in October or something. It's like they okay. don't. Yeah, because they like they're it's, they're torn all summer, and then I think they get here October or something. So it's more five than likely going to be on the list. Dude, five albums if, one night. How's that going to work? They're obviously they're not doing the full album. Can I vent real album. fast? Can I vent really Please. fast about this dumb Go shit that's happening? Everyone who goes on tour and has a catalog plays shit from everything they've ever done. Okay. (laughs) Taylor Swift does this dumb marketing ploy that she's like, oh, it's the eras. No, it's not. It's just a tour. That's all it is. It's just a tour. You go see someone who's been around for 10 plus years. They just play songs from every album. And so the Jonas Brothers, who are just picking backing off of, off of Taylor, and so is everyone else doing this dumb shit. Because, like, Madonna's doing the same thing, and she's her, I forget what her marketing scheme is for this tour or whatever. Like, she's playing all the hits. I'm like, you're Madonna. You think we're coming to hear new music? <laughs> what? what? <laughs> no. Like, it's just dumb. And it's like, they're like five albums one night. Yes, you're going to play year 3000. We know you are, Jonas Brothers. We know. <laughs> like, we know you are. We know you're going to play Burning Up. There's two albums right there. We get how this goes. Like, you're going to play a lot of songs from the new album. We get it. Like, ah, I'm, I'm annoyed. I'm very annoyed. As a concert goer, it's, this whole thing is out of control. Everyone just being like five albums, one night, every era, blah blah, all the hits, just the hits. No, like what? Nah. Annoying. I'm annoyed. I'm so I'm so glad you said that. I'm yeah, so glad I'm you annoyed. said that because it is. It's like wait a minute, you're. That's what you have. Like I hope you cover all of those. Yeah. Right. You know, like there are some bands out there. Coheed and Cambria, literally, never goes off. N- never stops touring. And the reason is, it's not because they put out a new album every year. It's because they they tour and they play just one album 
and their albums are like stupid long. <laughs> and so like people go see them because they'll like play a complete album. And like, I don't know if I respect that or don't really respect that. But like, that's a theme that you go with. Five albums one night makes it sound like you're going to play all songs from all five albums, which you're clearly not doing. That's over 50 songs. You're not doing nope. that. So you're just covering like that's that's a tour. That's what you do. It'd be weirder if you left one of them out, right? <laughs> yes. It'd be weirder if you did yes. that. 100%. Well like, hey, guys, well guess what? You're going to go see Beyonce, and guess what? She's going to perform Single Ladies. I promise. Yeah. <laughs> I promise, guys. Just letting you know she's going to do it. Like, I just, right. for the, I just, I, I can't, I'm just annoyed with just what his, everyone's got to do this whole letting people know that they're going on tour and they're going to play their hit from when you discovered them 10, 15 years ago. Like, no shit. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's, they've gotten very lazy with, yeah. Maybe you just come up, can't come up with a better tour name. Like, come on. Come on. Come on. It's just, and they already named their <sighs> album The Album. And it's the like, Album. Yeah. I didn't like that. I didn't like that. I'm just like, why, no. guys? And the album is good. It's just, it's called the album. Whatever. I don't get it. I'm annoyed. Tours. I'm just, I but, just, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. It's working on people and it makes me mad. <laughs> double bonus chest segment today. We got four of them in there. there <laughs> Three go. of them belong to you. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, let's see. First song for me, uh, the band Camino. Uh, there's The song is called What Am I Missing? And I absolutely love these guys. Uh, that's very clear. If you've listened to this podcast <laughs> ever, um, everything that they put out, it started with Daphne Blue years ago, right? Discovered that song. And all of a sudden there it goes and put it on the playlist. And here we are. I just add a lot of their stuff because uh, it's all really great. It's upbeat. And this is a relatable song in terms of lyrics. It's like a breakup song uh, called What Am I Missing? So I'll enjoy it, which means you'll all enjoy it. So you're welcome. Of course. All right. Since I talked way too long on that last one, uh, Marshmallow, Brent Fiaz, Fell in Love. Really catchy song. Perfect, you know, windows down summer song. I don't know if this is going to be a big hit or not, but this is like the perfect song to throw on a playlist in the summer. It's just a good song. Check it out. Okay. Nice. Um, DD, 30 Seconds to Mars is back. <laughs> Jared Leto and his brother okay. are back making music. Mm -hmm. uh, their first like independent music, you know, since 2018. It's been a long time. Jared's been busy in the studio, mm -hmm. right? Not the music studio. <laughs> um, so they released a new song called Stuck. And it's different Ooh. from what we expect from 30 Seconds to Mars, right? Okay. It's kind of like there's a, some electro going on. It's like they're really embracing what a lot of popular alternative type of music is doing nowadays, which like, I don't know if I like it. I don't know if I love it or not. Let me put it to you that way. Like, if I think I heard the song for the first time, you just told me this was some band that I'd never heard of. I, I think I would absolutely love the song. Be like, who is this? Mm -hmm. But because I know it's 30 seconds to Mars, part of me is like, what are you doing? You're already great doing what you do. You haven't put out a ton of new music. We're not sick of how you used to sound. So, but maybe again, it might just be this single. The album's coming. We don't know if the album's going to sound this way. Um, I'm going to love it either way. I really do like this song. It's just, it's taken a little while for me to get used to it's kind of a little bit of a left turn from 30 seconds to Mars, but I'm super excited they're back. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, warm up to that one. Okay. All right. You know, it's not totally surprising seeing as that Jared Leto is not exactly the least weirdest person in the world. Um, so very well said, <laughs> you know, there he goes. Um, Janelle Monet. Uh, second single off of her album, Age of Pleasure. She just put out Lipstick Lover. I encourage everyone to go watch the video for this song. Pretty great. Song's really good, too. Um, and she's two for two on this album that's coming out on June 8th or June 9th, something like that. And I love Janelle Monet. so Lipstick Lover. If you love Janelle Monet, you're going to love it, too. I like that. Okay. Uh, last one up for me, my girl, Remy Wolf, who... I don't know if you got to see it, Coachella, but she was there. You don't have to tell me because I don't want to know. Uh, she released a new song called Prescription. And 
it's very interesting uh, in the sense that it's like kind of laid back. A lot of the songs I put on from her in the past are a little bit more uh, upbeat catch type of thing. So this is almost like bluesy, almost jazzy sounding mm -hmm. as it starts, but it keeps building. It slowly keeps building. And then it has this like huge finish, right? With some octave changes, some increased instrumentals, and you've, you'll fall in love with it like the more the song goes on. Not necessarily the more you listen to it, but as the song goes on. Because I was always first listening to it, I'm like, okay, this is fine. And it just kept building and building. And I'm like, wow, this song is awesome. And I'm like, I need to hear it all over again. So Prescription, which is what I'm on now, thanks to not being able to sleep by Remy <laughs> Wolf. <laughs> so you're just really feeling that song. Really, really feeling, really feeling it, yeah. it. Really feeling it. No. Maybe it's a combination prescription and pre I don't know. You know. <laughs> oh man. Well, that is what we're listening to. Check out the playlist updated every week on Spotify. The sounds of brunch updated by Dan when we get him the songs, which you've done pretty good lately. We've been good at it. Much, much improved much yes. appreciated and much improved yes much improved yes. much improved not as many nudges needed <laughs> very true <laughs> all right well dan uh that's the brunch breakdown any final thoughts today um if there's a breakout of roaches at the lays factory that's making these buffalo chicken potato chips i think i'm going to keep eating them <laughs> yo and uh parents out there Stay ready so you ain't got to get ready. And that's the Brunch Breakdown. We're out.